Hey, Green Future Growers. Welcome to Season 4. I'm your host, Jackie Marie Beyer. I'm here to help you create, grow, and enjoy your own organic oasis. I hope you'll subscribe for free on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And let's get growing. Welcome to the Green Organic Garden. It is Friday, March 4th already, 2022. Um, and I have an awesome guest on the line that Shoshana Chaim, who was my guest uh, a couple of years ago, introduced me to. So from Philly, Pennsylvania, here's Hallie Steinberg. So welcome to the show, Hallie. Hi there. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Well, I live, as you know, in, in outside of Philadelphia and Pennsylvania, and I have three kids and lots of dogs. I have giant breed dogs, so Mastiffs and Great Danes, so a lot of animal in my house. And I... <laughs> yeah, there, there. We've we've actually had five Great Danes, and this is our fifth one. So that 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 between kids and dogs, it's a very active household. And for business, I am a certified. So health are coach. you on a big piece of land? If you have all those large yeah. dogs, we we do. We have about two and a half acres. Um, and it's fenced in. So that's very fortunate for us because we do a lot of gardening. Um, we have a lot of gardens. My husband built a pond. So um, the fact that it's fenced in has helped us tremendously in keeping the dogs in and keeping um, certain wildlife out so that we can enjoy our, our gardens and uh, have fun with that. <laughs> um, and then, so I'm, as I mentioned, I'm a certified health coach. My company is called Hallie's Healthy Living. I my background actually is in biology. I have a degree in biology and I'm a special ed teacher. So I love working with kids and I love gardening. I love getting kids involved in gardening. I love gardening with my family. I love being outside. Uh, and that's, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> and what is Hallie's Healthy Living Coach people on? Yes. Yeah, so basically I focus on the four pillars of health. The four pillars of health is the lean acronym. Lean stands for L lifestyle, E exercise, A attitude, and N nutrition. So I work with those four pillars with all ages, children, seniors, pregnant ladies, um, in terms of making simple changes for a healthy life. I'm all about moderation, living your life to your best ability, living a healthy life through simple changes, making those small changes that become habits that you can sustain through your whole life. Well, I know why Shoshona hooked us up. Um, and then and then tell listeners a little bit about Tower Gardens, because I know they're going to be really interested in that. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a virtual franchise with the Tower Garden Company in America and Canada. And basically, it's an indoor and outdoor vertical growing system. It's aeroponic which means there's no soil and the water cycles on and off. So it has water and air, which is different than a hydroponics where hydroponics, the roots sit in water. Uh, here, aeroponics, it's a cycling of air and water. Uh, it's indoor, for me, it's fantastic because I, where I live and I know up north in Canada as well, the growing season outdoors is, is very small, very short. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's a great way of getting my family the produce we need uh, without having to go to the market, without having to worry about produce availability and quality. I grow my own all year in my basement. It has a whole light system, 
Uh, and it's just a lot of fun. And I've helped families, I've helped schools, I've helped community centers build um, their own tower garden programs where they can have their own produce all year round. Well, I'm kind of glad you got the other picture because it, it looks like they've come a long way since the first people that I interviewed about these. Like yours looks like way more plant and less, you know, plastic and system. And like, that looks like something I could see in the house. I like the way it looks like the lights are kind of on like some kind of like, is it like adjustable? Like almost like, yes. you know, one like of those lamps you buy, but with yes. like a long... Like they, it looks really cool. It doesn't look like something that's ugly that I wouldn't want in my house. Well, thank you. I, I, I actually think it's very innovative looking. Um, the lights are LED lights that are adjustable. So it looks like four arms basically that based on how, how much your produce grows, you can adjust. Um, when you have baby seedlings in there, you push the lights towards the seedlings as they get bigger, you, you adjust it outward. And we now have two models. So since the time you, um, saw one originally, we have two models. And the second model, which um, you didn't get a chance to take a peek at that one, the model that you saw was the indoor outdoor model. That's called the flex model. So it can go inside and outside. So when I bring mine out, I put it on a deck or a porch. Um, but the other model is our newer model. It's called the home model. And it's strictly really for indoor use and it's more compact. It's a more narrow and uh, a little bit more um, user-friendly um, in terms of small spaces. So that's a little bit, and it has a different look as well. So we have two models to choose from, which is kind of fun nowadays. So can you talk about what they cost? Like give us like an approximate, you know, are they like $50 or $500? Like just kind of give us like a price range. Absolutely. If you want to grow indoors, I would say, and we're talking Canadian, the price when all is said and done with the, the tower garden with the light system, it comes to be about a thousand dollar Canadian. And that is over a one year payment plan. So you have the option to pay in full, or you can pay in 12 monthly payments, which is the exact same price. There's no interest, no change in price. I have only ever had one person pay in full. I, I pay, I always paid mine off um, monthly for 12 months. Uh, so that makes it a little bit more doable. And I always tell people when you think about how much produce costs nowadays, uh, it is a it is a deal in itself because I've had mine for over five years, and I know in America the cost of a bag of lettuce has gone up tremendously. And the fact that I just grow different types of lettuces constantly and just pick them from my own garden is such a it's such a great feeling. But also, I feel like I'm saving money because I'm not having to worry about what's out there, but also the price, which is raising every day. So for me, um, it is a higher price point item, but I think it's worth every penny personally. Nice. Yeah, and it's true. And food's just going up. I was in the grocery store yesterday looking at the price of Tangelo's and the woman be it when she told me the price, I was like, no, those are not for me. <laughs> and um, the woman behind me, she's like, well, you better get used to it because everything's going up. But it's going to come back down. I was just listening to a podcast with an expert from uh, Columbia University in economics, and he was talking about it's natural for inflation for us to have inflation right now. And, you know, they're working on it, but actually we're going at a good pace considering we're just coming out of the pandemic and that like by this time next year, we won't even be talking about it at all, if not by this summer. 
it just people just have to be patient the media is making it sound like so anyway listeners but um but still you can never even with the price of like you know what we were paying last year or two years ago like i was just reading my avatar jenny like i wrote this whole little story about her and she works in like a health food store and she still is like frustrated at the price of you know it's been crazy for years now the price of and compared to like a packet of seeds and what you can grow there's just no way but I'm also in an area like you are and like that's one of my biggest things is going crazy without the greens in winter time yes it's hard just uh it'd be so lovely to have fresh arugula right now and um, (laughs) in fact I have I think four different time yeah right now I just I just um, put all new seedlings seedlings in the tower. I like to change it up just because, uh, you know, uh, eventually they get leggy or they might go to seed um, or I just want to try different things. So right now I have about eight different types of lettuces. I have three different types of kale. I've got a couple types of basil. Um, so I just, and, and spinach, and then I have some celery I'm doing. So there's a lot of um, variety. I just like to try new things. And then when I grow outdoor, I grow much more with the flowering produce. Um, but you can grow flowering produce indoors with the tower. It's just, you don't get the same yield as you would outside. Oh, cause I was going to say, I was looking on the website and there, it looks like there's people with like peppers and all sorts yes. of things going on. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I've grown peppers inside. I've grown cucumbers. I have people grow um, flowering produce all the time. The difference is, is you, ha- you have to be aware that the yield will not be the same as outdoors. And also you have to self-pollinate, which is not very difficult. You take a Q-tip and you become the bee, basically. You pollinate between the flowers and then you become, like I said, the bee to pollinate the flowering produce so that it will actually germinate and become a um, uh, the, the produce. So that's just an extra step, but it's actually a lot of fun for, you know, me being a teacher and although I'm not in a classroom working with schools, it's a lot of fun to teach about self-pollination. It's fun to teach about um, aeroponics in general and growing your own. And it, it, it just, it's, it's a fun scientific experiment and, it, and it's just fun to do in general. So tell us about something that grew well this year. Wait, back up a step. We didn't talk about your very first gardening experience yet, did we? Like, were you a no. kid? Were you an adult? Like, what did you grow? What do you remember? Who were you with? Uh, well, you know what? That's funny. My dad was a, is a very big gardener as well. In fact, he has an apiary. He's got a six beehives. And he's always been into gardening. Um, and I'll this actually it it doesn't have to do with my dad, but when I was probably in second grade, and I remember this very clearly, they were giving out baby sapling um, evergreens. I have no idea why. Maybe it was maybe a half foot high. It was tiny sapling. They were giving them out maybe for an Earth Day. I mean, this was many, many years ago, so I don't even know if we had Earth Day actually then. Um, (laughs) And um, the first Earth Day was 1970. Okay. So yes, it was probably Earth Day then because I was born in 76. So there. Okay, good. It was Earth Day. We'll say that. Um, But I remember everybody got theirs and basically they wrapped the root system in like paper towels and we came home on the bus with them. And I was so excited to plant it and we planted it outside. And to this day, my parents don't live in the house, but I can still see the tree and it is enormous. And so for me, I love the fact that I planted something it was so exciting and to this day it's still there it's still it's still blossoming it's still doing well it's not blossoming per se but it's still doing very well and 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 
heartwarming for me. So I love that experience. Oh my gosh. I want to write a children's book about your tree and you planting it. And <laughs> the reason I know when the first Earth Day was is I have a, uh, like a play for kids to do about Gaylord Nelson, who was the um, congressman who got Earth Day established. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's fun. It's about like these two, the bear and her brother, and they, uh, she's all upset because it's Earth Day and she hasn't planned anything. And her brother's like, why do we do this anyway? And then she tells him the story of the founder. And then, uh, yeah, it's hard to believe though, that back in 1970, like he was so dedicated to doing something for our planet. And yeah. I just got this other book this morning that one of my guests had talked about called, um, it's about like the science of like people's minds and like how, um, why we, we don't do anything about climate change as humans, like the collective brain. And I don't know, I just started it, so I don't really know what it's about, but it's, it's more about the psychology of. Oh, that sounds interesting. I, I, that, that's the book's right up my alley. I actually have a, a connection to what you just said about Earth Day. So I'm Jewish, so I celebrate Jewish holidays. And one of our holidays is called Tubishvat. Um, and it's actually the birthday of the trees. And so in honor, and it's in February for us, even though um, in Israel, that's the beginning of, of the growing season um, in America and Canada, it's still winter, but we actually grow plants. We, um, we, it's all about teaching about earth conservation. It's about teaching about the birthday of the trees, why trees are important. And I actually teach first and second grade and I get to do a whole thing on trees and how important the earth is and keeping keeping the earth safe and clean. And it's just, it's just reminding me of that when you said earth day. That sounds like a good children's book too. <laughs> anyway, I'm like really like my goal in life has always been to be a children's book author and illustrator. And I've just been um, really into, uh, I, I'm working for the Society of Children's Book Writer and Illustrators. Oh, wow. So, um, this year. So I'm, I've been really into that lately, especially anyway, I'm an elementary school teacher by trade too, although I have not been in the classroom since the pandemic, but I've been like tutoring online and oh, that's great. things like that. Oh, I, I, don't could know. Tell, I could tell, I could tell you mentioned a kid's play. You're mentioning children's books. I had a feeling you were worth something with children with elementary ed. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, struggling to be on my computer like the um, company I've been tutoring for I haven't done any classes since December and they wrote me an email again so now I have a call on Monday morning to talk to them about promoting my thing and stuff again so we'll see I don't to me it's just so frustrating I don't know how teachers did it last year because I get so frustrated like you can't see what the kids are doing. You like, you're trying to grade their work. They'll like hold their papers up to my screen. And I try to be like, yeah, I can tell, but I have no idea what they're doing. You can't like, see it. I know. Yeah. You just, you know, said they're like waving it and you're like, hold it steady, hold it steady, hold it steady. <laughs> whatever. And just trying to read books together and just um, the it's, whole thing. Just, I don't, I, I give so much credit to teachers who have been in the school, especially last year when they were like having to be like videotaped online. Anyway. Yeah, we have to hurry because I actually have five interviews this morning in a row. Oh boy. Um, so I was so glad when you were like, You want to do it early? I'm like, Sure, because that'll give me my only break. Good. <laughs> and, um, but uh, to keep us moving, so tell us about something that did grow well this year. Um, well, for my indoor garden, I would say definitely my kale and my um my lettuce grew very well. And I would say my herbs, I mean, basically I hate to say it, they all grow well. They grow very, it grows very fast. And, you know, with 
it actually uses 90% less water in the taro garden. So, cause the, basically the growth is just so accelerated because it's constantly, well, every 15 minutes to every hour, the water is cycled on. Uh, and it's just got constant nutrition. Um, but that grew well inside. I would say, you know, the, their leafy greens, the herbs did extremely well. Um, and then I have my outdoor garden, which is actually in ground and I do an outdoor tower garden. So for me, um, outdoors, my tomatoes did very well. In fact, I did not prune them enough and they got a little wild. So I have to prune them a little better this year coming up. And then um, in terms of for the tower garden outside, I would say my cucumbers did extremely well. So <laughs> that was a very, very specific answer. Hopefully that's kind of what you were looking for. That's exactly what I'm looking for. My listeners are probably like, Jackie's going to get one of these because they know that water, like one, even though my husband and I, we have two wells, one's a shallow well that's 19 feet deep, but the other one is uh, like 560 feet deep. It's a really big well. Yeah. We still constantly always struggle with water. And then I even struggle with like, always be like, what? I watered yesterday. My husband was like, sometimes you have to water twice a day. Like get down there. Your plants are dying. I can see it. Give them some water. And two years ago, I really struggled to water my tomatoes. And I got, um, what's it called? Um, blossom end rot. Oh yeah. Calcium mm -hmm. wasn't circulating because I wasn't giving him enough water. Yeah. Um, but last year my tomatoes did amazing. So I oh, kind of, I was much more on top of it. So. Well, I have a similar issue. Just, I have well water as well. So I, I have to be very cognizant of how much water we use as well, because on well water, you have to be aware of that. So mm -hmm. I have a similar issue. That's why for me, for, um, for the tower per se, it, it, it's, it's very helpful actually. How about something that didn't work the way you thought it was gonna? Well, I think my layout last year for my outdoor garden was not what I had hoped. And it turned out to be extremely busy. And as I said, I didn't prune enough. So it got a little wild. Um, I would like to change the layout. I'm gonna map it out a little differently. And that's for my in-ground garden. Um, in terms of the tower garden, some of my herbs got very tall and uh, um, they got very, like my basil grew very, very big. Um, and I had put that more on the top and I would probably put that more on the bottom this time because remember it's vertical. So you have pods to put them in um, vertically. So I would probably change the layout a little bit. Um, but I, since I just recently did that, that's kind of what I'm doing. I just recently, I did it in this week. So I, I used that. And then I made sure my celery was at the very top because the celery gets very tall and I want to make sure it's not going to, uh, affect the um the light for the other produce hmm. i'm thinking that would be good for me too for things like cilantro that you have to put in right away or like spinach that bolts in montana super fast or yes. what's the other one that i always struggle to grow um cilantro and i don't know i'm totally blanking out what i want to know is like what about your layout in your outdoor garden like like do you mean like you put like zucchinis too close together and the plants got too big in spaces or like yes, you put the I would... wrong thing in the shade that well, needed more sun or like what what about your layout and like what is your layout like do you grow in deep beds or in box like or in in the ground or like what yeah. Um, so I grow in deep beds. Um, however, I do put compost in um, to raise them. So they're more like they're deep, but they're raised. Um, and it's really neat. So my husband actually designed it and um, a friend of ours um, built it for us. It's has it's basically a hexagon of 
different small beds around the perimeter and then one big hexagon in the middle. Um, I'll have to, I'll send you a picture because I think you'll be you'll be interested in seeing it. So what I did was I put all the tomatoes in the middle hexagon, but I did not space it well enough. Um, and I oh, I just put too many tomatoes in and it was a forest of tomatoes. And here, you know, one of my biggest challenges as a gardener is I, I don't like to prune so much. And so I have to, I know I do. My dad comes and says, uh, you need to prune this. But for me, it's so hard because I feel like I'm taking a piece. And I know as a gardener, that's not what you're supposed to be thinking, but I don't know. I, I find pruning to be a challenge for me. So that is something I'm gonna definitely work on this year. Well, that was my next question. What are you excited to try differently next year? Well, I'm gonna do different um, things uh, for the, well, I'm gonna try new, produce outside. So I, you know, I, I haven't done, um, I've done broccoli in the tower garden. I haven't really done it much, um, in ground. I'd like to do some of that in ground. Uh, I'm going to do less berries. Um, and I'm going to do a little bit more of just the, the veggies, the cucumbers, the, um, peppers, things like that. Uh, I want to do some more snap peas. So I just have different things I want to put in for the in-ground. Um, and then for the tower, I want to do a lot more strawberries in the tower because my strawberries did okay in ground, but I've seen them and I've had it where they drew very well in the tower. Um, and I also, uh, just a side note, because I know this is the organic gardener podcast. I don't, pre uh, I don't use any pesticides or herbicides. So I use more of a natural uh, approach. So I'll, you know, I'll, plant marigolds, I'll plant some things that are more pet pest resistant, but I won't spray and I won't do, um, uh, the only thing I would ever use would be a neem oil if I needed to, but that that's not something I regularly do. So to answer your question, and I made this a long-winded answer, um, basically I'm gonna just try new things that I haven't done in a little while. That was awesome answers. How about, we're already at the part of the show called getting to the root of things. So. Do you have a lead? I guess we kind of talked about pruning. Would that be your least favorite activity to do in the garden? Yeah, I, I wish I, I mean, I know what I'm supposed to do. I just don't always do it. Um, and I, 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 not because I don't know how to do it necessarily. It's because I, sometimes in the beginning, I'm like, oh, you know, the, the opposite of less is more. I'm like, oh, I want, I want great big plants. I want to build this. And what happens is they get like, for instance, my tomatoes, they get too top heavy and then they, the stakes don't hold them. So really pruning for me is definitely a challenge and I just need to get better at doing it. I can totally relate to that. But I kind of look at it as like, it's kind of like giving it a haircut, you know, like when you pick your basil, like you can, prune a basil plant down to like nothing and then it's going to come back and grow bigger i don't ever have a problem pruning basil plants but i i do with other things my tomatoes did that too last year like they were so heavy they just like were pulling their cages over right how about a uh, favorite activity what what's your what like on the flip side what do you love to do in the garden the most i love i love taking my kids out there and harvesting that's a lot of fun for me um what else do i love I love, I mean, believe it or not, I don't mind the weeding. A lot of people are like, oh, well, I mean, tower garden, you don't need to weed. So I'm talking about my in-ground garden. I don't mind the weeding. I, I like being near the plants and I like pulling things uh, and feeling that I'm taking care of them, kind of like that caretaker. I like that feeling. Um, so I actually don't mind. And it, it kind of zones my mind out a little bit. So uh, kind of in nature and just doing uh, rep 
repetitive uh, activity and I don't have to think much. So believe it or not, I don't mind the gardening. <laughs> I mean, the weeding. You know, I've talked a lot on my show about the difference between like therapeutic weeding where you're like sitting on the side of a bed and just like, you know, clearing out a bed. And then like my husband's mini farm where, you know, it's just a huge production based where like that just is too much overwhelming for me. but there's definitely something to be said for therapeutic like weeding and just being in there with your plants and enjoying it and to me it's always like it's almost like you know erasing the chalkboard and starting with a white you know nice yeah. clear space anyway uh hallie what's the best gardening advice you've ever received oh that's a great question i would say the best garden advice is just try things even though you might not know everything about this one plant or how to grow it perfectly or, you know, the soil type and, you know, all the information about it, just try it. I mean, I'm all about trying new things in terms in the garden. Um, not always successful, but uh, the fact that I'm trying it uh, rather than, uh, you know, necessarily knowing the best way to grow something, the exact, you know, all the details. Sometimes it's for me, I'd like to just try it and be adventurous with it. And that, that's kind of advice that I've been given and, and, and I try to follow it. I think that's good advice. I think it's encouraging. It will inspire people to not be so scared of things. How about a favorite tool? Like if you had to move and could only take one tool with you, what could you not live without? Well, I'm going to consider the tower guard as a tool. <laughs> So I don't know if, uh, if that's, if that can be considered a tool, it would be the tower garden. If not, I would say my, um, I have this little hand rake and I love it because it just helps me get the weeds up. And it's just it, that motion of actually pulling up in the soil. I, I love that motion. So uh, I, I would say my little hand rake. How about a favorite recipe? What do you like to cook? Uh, well, we love salads. So we make a lot of salads with the produce, but I would say for me and my kids actually um, we'll eat this, which is, makes me very happy are making kale chips. Um, my kids don't love the taste of kale per se in a salad, or I, you know, I just mix it with other lettuces, but if I make kale chips, they really like that. So kale chips. And I also love to make grilled or, um, gr basically grilled vegetables, you know, asparagus, uh, broccoli, just any kind of grilled vegetable. We like that as well. How about the internet where do you find yourself surfing on the web got a good internet resource yeah i like to look up uh different farms nearby or it doesn't even have to be locally and just seeing what they're growing seeing what they're doing um in terms of i'll go on youtube for you know things on how how to prune certain um plants properly what to do you know if you see an issue in your garden. So I would say YouTube is a source for me. And then there's a bunch of Facebook groups I'm a part of. Uh, I'm part of a lot of aeroponic groups. Um, I'm part of tower garden groups. So I, I would say Facebook is a great resource in YouTube. How about a book? Got a book you want to recommend? Ooh, that's a great question. A book. Well, I don't know if I could recommend that other people are going to get it, but we, my husband and I used to go to this garden called Felicita and they have the most, it's a book basically about this place. Um, and I don't, actually, I don't think it's around anymore, but um, it is just the layout of the, of the gardens is, is beautiful. Um, it's very similar to another one that I like called Chanticleer. These are just gardens in our area. So I like the book that has all the, just the layouts 
but I don't really per se have a book that I can think of that I use. I do a lot on the internet. My husband has a whole library of books. So I'm actually looking at, I can see them all right now because he's very visual with his garden layouts. Um, so I don't have a book per se, um, but I know my husband has tons. <laughs> That's okay. So my next question, I have not asked this in a long time, but do, like, do you have some business advice? And like, tell us about the Tower Garden business. Like, can people join the business and like get a franchise like you have? Absolutely, 100%. So it's a virtual franchise. I have team members all over um, in terms of all over America. I don't have a team member yet in Canada, but what that's that coming. Mean, a virtual franchise. So basically it's a direct sales company. So I have my website um, and everything that um, all my customers purchase, it's all through the website. So I never send anything. It's all from the depots. So like I mentioned before, the can mm. Canada has two depots. Um, and basically I am a distributor. I, you know, I get a portion of the sales. I get the sales profit plus some commission um, for sales. And then I have team members. And so by building team members, I also get a portion of their sales as well as helping them. So for me, uh, building team is really important. I love that. Um, I have a bunch of team members that really strictly want to focus um, in the, with the children's section of getting tower gardens with schools and with children. Um, and then I have some that I'm working with for senior centers and things like that. So there's a lot of, uh, um, a lot of options with the tower garden business per se. Tower garden is actually owned by a company called Juice Plus. So if you ever see Juice Plus, it's they own tower garden, but I have separate websites for both companies. Um, so that's really what I, I love helping people either purchase a tower garden, learn about it, do workshops about it, or actually help people set up their own virtual franchise so that they can help people grow all year round. And like, if you like go into the schools, then do you like do a thing like where you go in and you have to be the one to keep it going or do they keep it going themselves? Or like, how does that work? Well, that's a great question. So usually the school purchase a tower garden and it comes with a full curriculum. So it's everything you would need. And plus, of course, a lot of teachers will create their own. Um, but so the school will purchase it and it's on wheels. So they usually you um, they'll share amongst classrooms and then has the curriculum. Now, I will come in if they want me to uh, coming in as a teacher, um, coming in just to teach aeroponics. So uh, one of the things I've done recently is there's a youth center. It's a, actually a detention center and foster care center. Um, they purchased a tower garden and developed a whole program around it where the children are um, growing, harvesting their herbs and leafy greens, and then they're cooking with them and they're creating cookbooks with them. So it's a whole program around it. So they have their own tower garden. In fact, yesterday I helped them clean it out yesterday. Actually, I was there yesterday cleaning it up with them um, to put new seedlings in. Uh, so that's some, and then sometimes, for instance, I bring mine to workshops, I bring mine to summits and to uh, um, events where I can do a workshop with it to explain it and uh, teach aeroponics, or just to show the tower garden in general. So then they seem like they're probably pretty portable and easy to assemble if you are able to transport them like that? Like, will they fit in your car? Cause it's yes. I, yeah, no, I take mine apart if I'm gonna, so I have, I have two tower gardens. I have one that I keep in my house and one that's portable. And what I do is I, the part that makes it heavy is the water. So if it doesn't have water in it, I just un, uh, detach the two parts and I just carry it in my car. It's quite easy. It's just two and parts? 
Well, it's more than two parts, but if you keep the cylinder, which is the top part together, and then the reservoir, I consider that two separate parts. Um, but yes, ultimately the cylinder is into smaller parts, um, little sections or segments. But when I, you know, bringing it around, I will just separate the two and it's nice and easy. And then I'll keep the seedlings in a separate little container to keep them safe. And then I just pop it back in and, and, and bring it around. I have a bunch of events coming up this month, actually, that I'll be taking it around with me. Hmm. Um, well, cool. And then tell us a little bit about the other business. Oh, juice juices. Well, it's actually, it's a misnomer. Juice plus is not a juice. It's actually 30 fruits and vegetables, raw fruits and vegetables concentrated into either a capsule or a chewy. So although the name's juice plus, it's actually a capsule or a chewy. And it's a way of getting whole food nutrition. It's a way of adding more varieties of your fruits and vegetables. Uh, it's great for kids. It's great for people that just don't need enough variety or um, don't like certain vegetables and fruits. You know, one of the things I teach about um, in my health coaching is eating the colors of the rainbow. That's very important to get all the colors, all the varieties. Um, and this is just one uh, of the tools I use for some people to get more variety and quantity of fruits and vegetables. Awesome. Okay, here's my final question. It's kind of a doozy. Kelly, okay. if there's one change you would like to see to create a greener world, what would it be? For example, is there a charity or organization you're passionate about or project you'd like to see put into action? Like, what do you feel is the most crucial issue facing our planet in regards to the environment, either locally, nationally, or on a global scale? Oh, this is a big question. All right. I'm going to make it kind of narrow. I have a problem with people that use pesticides and don't market for instance, on lawns, on gardens, and I, or schools even sometimes do that without marking it so that you're not aware that they have been treated. To me, that's not fair to kids. That's not fair to pets. That's not fair to anybody. So for me, um, I would like people being more responsible that if they are using herbicides or pesticides to make sure it's marked, even if they're doing it themselves, because when my dogs walk on grass or my kids, I don't want to know that potentially they have um, pesticides that they're walking into. It might not seem like a big thing, but to me, I think that's important because I think it's just disclosure. I prefer people not to use pesticides and herbicides, but you know, that's a whole other issue. Um, in terms of gardening, I'd love to see kids more into gardening. I'd love to see a, a bigger push to getting kids involved, even city schools. Um, there's many urban farms out there. In fact, Tower Garden sells urban farms where we have commercial urban farms. So there are some great things you can do with getting kids involved, whether it be planning their own, having educational seminars or classes about it, uh, cooking classes, there's so much more. So I'd love to get kids more involved in being in the garden, taking care of the earth in that way, um, and understanding ultimately the importance of fruits and vegetables and why, you know, a vitamin is not the same as a, a whole food or food, a whole fruit or vegetable. Oh, Howie, you've been such a great guest today. And I love that picture. You just like, I think you're really good at this because you look super healthy and just fit. And um, I bet you just inspire people when you walk in with your big smile. And uh, <laughs> and even when we started our first chat and you were online with your big smile, like you can just tell like people feel better when you walk in the room. You remind oh. me of my friend, Kathy, who also lives in Toronto, which is kind of funny. 
um even though you're not in toronto but anyway tell <laughs> listeners your websites again and how they can find you and learn more about if they want to get a tower garden or start a franchise or get one for their school Absolutely. Well, so for my health coaching, my website's Hallie's Healthy Living and Hallie is spelled H-A-L-L-I-E-S, healthy living. So Hallie'sHealthyLiving.com. And then for my tower garden, my website for that is Hallie Steinberg. I'll spell it H-A-L-L-I-E-S-T-E-I-N-B-E-R-G dot towergarden.ca. And then I would love people to check out my Facebook community called Hallie's Healthy Living Community. And that's in a group on Facebook. And I post healthy living tips. I post uh, fun facts about health and wellness. I post gardening tips. I show pictures of my tower garden. So I'd love people to check out that Facebook group as well. And I'm also on Instagram with Hallie's Healthy Living. So those are the best ways to reach me. And if anybody ever has any gardening questions, I love chatting about it. So my website has ways to reach me as well. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing with us today and have a wonderful day. Thank you for having me on. This was a lot of fun. It was fun. It was super fun. Do you know someone who would benefit from the Organic Gardener podcast? If you like what you hear, we'd love it if you'd share the Organic Gardener podcast with a friend. Thanks again for listening. And remember, grow local.